companies there have issued their corporate bonds and, and probably will also not be able to pay much in the way of dividends. So it's a worldwide issue. Okay, fair enough. Uh, guys, we're going we're gonna to close out, but i got a quick one for Barry Wood before you go. Barry, you got, you got an Alexa at home? Are you using Amazon? Yes. Okay. So good. I don't use Alexa, but yeah, I, I certainly use Amazon. No, You're... I'm not an Alexa guy. I don't want something on my shelf looking at everything I do, hearing everything I say. Do you? Uh, yeah, I got, I, got, I got a wife and three kids in a 900-square-foot flat, so I kind of live with that anyways. Um, and we'll leave it there because, Barry, if you don't want Alexa listening to you, we certainly want people around the world listening to you on Money Talk on a weekly basis. Thank you very much, Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent. Thank you, Stuart Aldcroft, chairman of City Trust, And thank you, John Merritt, analyst at the Economist Intelligence Unit. Uh, we're going to have a quick look at the markets as they stand right now. Australia is on the up and up, but the Kospi and Nikkei are down uh, to get you to get you going. We're going to have a quick look at the weather today. A few rain patches in the morning and at night. Slightly cooler maximum temperature, about 22 degrees. Just how I like it. That's your weather. This is Money Talk. It's 8.31. Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. An epidemiologist says mainland China is at risk of a second wave of coronavirus infections as it starts reopening after its locked lockdowns. Professor Ben Cowling from the University of Hong Kong also says Hong Kong could face imported cases from Southeast Asia where there, there are increasing numbers of infections. But he said he was most concerned about local cases in Hong Kong with no known source, which made it difficult to quarantine any close contacts. So that's the local cases where we don't know how they acquired infection. They're not linked to the other known cases. And those numbers have been small every day, but not really going down. There's always a handful every day. And so that's the thing that concerns me and, and many others in Hong Kong University, because if we have more and more of those cases, it indicates that there's transmission going on in the community that, that we're not able to slow down. President Trump has told Americans the United States is in the midst of a great national trial, unlike any it's faced before. He spoke after official figures were released showing the U.S. had overtaken China in the number of declared deaths linked to COVID-19. The president was speaking at the daily coronavirus briefing. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks. And then hopefully... As the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, you're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel. But this is going to be a very painful, very, very painful two weeks. A key member of President Trump's coronavirus task force has said he's considering advising people to wear masks outside, which runs counter to the current advice. The head of the European Commission has warned EU countries that emergency measures taken in response to the pandemic must not compromise the bloc's fundamental democratic values. The EU spokesperson Eric Maymer said the EU will closely monitor the emergency measures in all member states. Any emergency measures must be limited to what is necessary and strictly proportionate. They must not last indefinitely. Moreover, governments must make sure that such measures are subject to regular scrutiny. We all need to work together to master this crisis. On this path, we will uphold our European values and human rights. This is who we are and this is what we stand for. The statement comes a day after Hungary's parliament approved indefinite emergency powers for Prime Minister Viktor Orban. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chivert and your co-host today is Rachel Cartland. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning. And we're focusing today on domestic helpers. Last week, the government advised helpers to refrain from gathering in public places and to stay at home on rest days while also maintaining social distancing where possible. What impact will have these arrangements have on the some 390,000 helpers here as well as on their employers? Should pedestrian areas simply be closed on Sundays? How many of them are actually well
well informed about the situation? Are employers treating them fairly? And what sort of risks do they run when household members are quarantined at home? Give us a call with your thoughts, your questions and comments. Backchat at RTHK, uh, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3 is our Facebook page. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, that's our email address. Or you can give us a call, and our telephone number is 233-88266. We look forward to hearing from you. 233-88266 is the number. Uh, and uh, also later on, we're going to be asking if we are doing okay uh, in Hong Kong, as some measures suggest. Uh, who should we thank? Is that down to the government, or is it down to the people? Your answers, please. 233-88266. Uh, Rachel, I think you have an answer on that. You, you have and not an answer, as a, exactly. as a former government member of the government, now a member of the people. And Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the discussion in the end. And, and obviously we don't step into the same river twice, so the situation's not exactly the same. But I can't help looking back to my time in the government during SARS. I think all of us uh, who were involved then are thinking now back uh, back to what happened because it was such an intense experience uh we, obviously the people who took the heaviest load and that we cared about the most were the frontline medics but the anti-SARS operation was a very intricate one which involved so many different departments different people and frankly we were all of us who were doing it we were all exhausted all the time we were uh, really working flat out um, we were a little bit scared and um, having to take a multiplicity of decisions each of which was difficult and as we roll into this COVID-19 in a way we're better prepared because post-SARS a lot of preparation was done but I can't help thinking of the civil servants and the government generally and believing that a lot of what's going on is just the same. I'm sure that uh, there are many, many people throughout the government who are working really hard, who are having to take very difficult decisions all the time. So a little bit, I do think, as I thought during SARS, cut us some slack, guys. It's a really difficult time. Okay, well, um, what do you think? Do you agree or, or disagree? This is also partly inspired by a survey which the uh, South China Morning Post is, is uh, highlighting uh, today, uh, suggesting that uh, 7 out of 10 people who were polled said they would credit the community response, while more than half objected to the idea of uh, Carrie Lam's administration being commended for it. That survey from or, or carried out by the, the Chinese University. Agree or disagree? Let us know. Backchat at rthk.hk uh, is our email address. We're talking first, as I mentioned, about uh, uh, domestic helpers. Uh, we have with us now Benny Lee, Chief Operating Officer of the Support Group for Hong Kong Employers with Foreign Domestic Helpers. Iman Villanueva from the Asian Migrants Coordinating Body will be joining us uh, later after nine o'clock. For the moment, uh, Mr Lee, good morning to you. Hello. Hi, hi, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Um, so um, you've been, uh, I think, uh, concerned about the way that, first of all, uh, domestic helpers are spending their Sundays. Uh, what are your concerns about um, leisure time or days off for domestic helpers? Yeah, but basically our perspective is they are really a big group of people in Hong Kong and this is the tradition to gather with their friends during their holiday, especially Sunday in Hong Kong. So therefore, I do believe that, um, uh, uh, that I would say it's a short-term measure that um, not allowing people um, of over before to gather out there is necessary. I understand that it is probably some kind of like extreme measure, but it's only a short-term. So, so basically, um, this is something that we as employers we need to aware um, our employees, our helpers to follow. And honestly, this is also a law right now. Um, if they violate the law, it's a, a criminal offense. So that's why I think it's a very, very crucial moment. And I think it's basically um, every single one in Hong Kong, uh, we need to work together to fight the battle. Do you have a sense, Mr. Lee, of how things went on the first weekend? I happen to be around in one of the areas where there normally is a big congregation of of helpers on a Sunday and really uh, nobody. And there were also quite a lot of police, not riot police, but uh, normal blue, blue police strolling around, obviously poised to do something. Was that a common experience, do you think? 
Um, I, I don't think so. Um, so uh, I, 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 I can see that um, probably last weekend the people are not really understand what's happening, and maybe the government is not very clear about about um, how to how to follow the law. Okay, so say for example, are you friends? Are you not friends? So, so a lot of people having these kind of questions, and I think in the in the coming weekend, um, things are going to do better, and I probably see the awareness of everyone, um, not just the employers and and also the helpers, that their awareness is higher right now, so um, I think that the situation will be better uh, in the coming weekend. So, so what was happening last weekend that the police were sort of breaking up big groups of helpers in other places? So basically, as I know, they basically uh, give a so-called warning to the people and telling them that um, now we have a law like this. So basically, um, they, they, they didn't have any um, uh, 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 we, we, we accuse anyone okay uh, against this law. Uh, I think the the, the the thing they have done, uh, especially the police, they they try to separate the people, tell them that um, this is the, the the distance they have to keep, and also for those who who are a bigger group, they record their ID number. That's all. I, I think probably this is a very strong message to tell every single one. Well, not just the helpers, but um, but. Uh, Every everyone in Hong Kong that um, social distancing is a very serious thing uh, we have to do in Hong Kong, and the government and the law enforcer we are also serious about uh, to, uh, to, to 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 help keep the distance between people, uh, especially in the coming week or two. Mm. I mean, the last thing that helpers want to do is to incur a fine, isn't it? Considering how tight. Uh, their finances are, mm. but it, yeah. it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because uh, you, the, the, we constantly hear that if they stay at home when their employer's mm. home, they're going to have to work. Uh, isn't some education of the employers re- required as well? Well, so 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 that's why this is not just the uh, the responsibility of the helpers. I, I think. Um, we as employers, we bear a very big responsibility as well. Um, the reason why, um, like some of the helpers, they are not willing to stay at, ho- stay at home or they don't know uh, very clearly what what's happening, like why we have to do uh, or keep the social distancing to some things, because they, they really don't know how, how serious it is uh, out there. Okay, they just don't know. So I think number one thing is the employers, we need to heighten the awareness of our helpers to understand what's happening out there right now is dangerous. Um, if you got affected, um, so say for example, um, some of the uh, helpers, they're young, they don't care about the, the, the disease, all right? Um, but you think about that, um, this is highly contagious. Um, if you got sick, you may, you may infect the family. Okay, your employer, and also I think more importantly right now, uh, we keep the social distancing is to avoid the overload of our health system. Think about that. We don't have just people people infected by COVID nineteen in the hospital. There are a lot of different patients there. If we got sick, that means we are uh, making our frontline medics uh, busier, and it's, it's not fair to every single one in the hospital. So. As employers and as a, 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 a group of people, we are organization to advise our employees as well. So number one thing is to make sure that they understand so that they behave and cooperate uh, voluntarily. <laughs> and secondly, for sure, um, social distancing is basically just one of the measures. Um, keep high standard of personal hygiene is also, also very important. And so providing them the gear, the, the tools like masks or hand sanitizer at, at all time and advise them and, and uh, to, to, to keep good personal hygiene. I think these are basically more important than uh, enacting new law by the government. So, yeah, so employers basically have a very, very big responsibility here, not, not, not just 
uh, 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 telling me how could you do this or do that. Do, do you think they have too much responsibility? Would you think that uh, other agencies uh, should be communicating directly with the with the helpers? Oh, I, I think this is something that are uh, a big myth at, at this moment. So I, I've already advised some of the, um, I would say, um, government officers that do you have any any ideas? Like, say, for example, the for the government. Um, do you have any idea that so that you, you can in, uh, 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 communicate to um, these group of people? Say, for example, uh, they are from Philippines, uh, they are from Indonesia, so mainly from these two countries. So, so you may need some um, uh, TV ads, okay, in Takalo or in Bahasa, okay, so that they can they, they truly understand what's happening out there and and what is the new law right now, okay? And I I know that. Um, the agency is basically, um, I think as a translator right now, um, quite a few Hong Kong employers right now, they need to ask the agencies to help them to explain to their helpers what's happening out there and, and why it is so important, so crucial to keep um, high standard of personal hygiene. Because, you, you know, uh, sometimes the employers and also the helpers, they cannot communicate very well, especially in this situation. Um, so now the, some of the agencies, they are, they are quite uh, proactive to help the employers to, to translate, to speak in the language of the helpers, to tell them what's happening out there and, and, and why it is so important. And, and I think one thing we have to emphasize is um, all the measures right now um, is very inconvenient. It's not just for health, it's basically for all Hong Kong people. It's very inconvenient. And it is, I, I really hope that it's only for a short term. So I, I'm looking forward that um, maybe one or two weeks later, we don't need that law anymore because the, the situation is getting better, the, the, the virus is getting controlled. Mm. Be nice to think that, but um, it may well be that there will be some restrictions. People are talking about a, more than a year until there's a vaccine. It could be, could be a long haul, couldn't it? Yeah, it, it, it could be. So, so that's why um, to shorten it. Honestly, okay, we we don't know how long it will take, right? Um, but but the only way to shorten it is to cooperate. So, um, no matter how hard it is. Uh, we can be more optimistic, I would say, okay, look forward. Um, so I, right now, the, the law, basically, they are going to reveal it like every every 14 days, every 14 days like that. Um, so hopefully, uh, it will end very soon. And yeah, I, I don't think we have any option right now uh, but to follow the law right at, at this moment. You mentioned about the uh, the agencies and communicating, getting spreading information via the agencies. I, I see that they have a, 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 a group of uh, agencies, an alliance, uh, have uh, said that more than 10,000 new foreign domestic uh, worker contracts can't be fulfilled uh, because um, the helpers can't come in from the Philippines and Indonesia. Mm. Uh, uh, have you, has your members uh, had that experience and, and is there anything you can do about that? Um, I, I, I don't think we can really do anything about it because this is the policy of the country. They don't allow the people to, to leave the country. And so what we can do is just to wait. Yeah, so at this moment, we really have honestly nothing to do at this moment with this issue. Are you able to send a message to employers that if their uh, helpers are staying at home now on their rest day, that they should not be um, made to work? Uh, is that something that you're doing? Yeah, I think we send a very, very clear message to our employers, all right, um, through different channels, telling them that um, the rest day basically is a day they don't need to work. You cannot assign work to them, all right? So if you don't want them to go out, you have to make sure that they stay home. They have their own time, um, 24 hours, okay? You are not assigning job, anything for, for, for her to do. So this is a very, very clear message. Because this is, this, again, this is the law. 
this is what we have to do. And this is not, uh, I would say this is not an uncommon inco- practice for some of the uh, uh, employers because, you, you know, some of the helpers, they don't really need to go out um, every week. Sometimes they, need, they just want to stay home, uh, sleep longer or or do something like uh, reading books, this kind of thing. Some of the helpers, they are, they're more like uh, 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 enjoying herself sometimes so not every week uh, getting with the friends so so um this is this is honestly quite common in hong kong some of the helpers they would like to choose to stay at home during the holiday so um again we emphasize this this is a, a very crucial moment just in case for those uh employers you don't want your helpers to go out uh, make sure that you are not assigning any job and let her to take rest. I mean, I, mean I, I, I know that some of the helpers are saying uh, it's 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 uh, it's unfair and it, it's hypocritical and it's illogical to um, mm. to try and stop the helpers going out at weekends when they're expected mm. to go out uh, frequently during the week to do shopping mm. and run errands and things like this, and then suddenly on a Sunday when you have the choice to have a little free time, um, mm. you know the employees won't let them out. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. So that's why number one thing. Uh, I don't think we can order them to stay home. And as I said before, it is very important for us to make sure that they understand what's happening out there. It is only uh, a short-term measure, so hopefully uh, a week or two or even three, four weeks, okay? So basically affecting three, four, or even five days of their holidays, all right? So we really want to collaborate and want them to... um, uh, maybe stay home uh, voluntarily, okay? We cannot force them to stay home. Just in case, just in case they say that, okay, I really need to go out, I need something to do, I need to uh, transfer my money, okay? They, yeah, that's fair. And keep high standard of personal hygiene. Let them understand what's happening out there, outside is dangerous, all right? Um, um, don't get yourself sick, otherwise you are uh, getting... Uh, uh, the, our health system overload. Okay, don't 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 give them more more work at at the moment. They are too busy right now. Our frontline medics. So if they understand, number one, um, they may choose. Okay, not going out every day. Okay, not not every every holiday they are going out, but but just to choose. Okay, maybe every other other holiday you you, you can choose to stay home. Okay, it's a collaboration of all Hong Kong people. Number two, whenever you go out, you keep high standard personal hygiene. When I talk about high standard of personal hygiene, um, which is not only the thing that you have to do during holiday. You know, uh, one of the, I would say, major tasks of helpers probably is going to like supermarket uh, or wet market to, to do grocery shopping, right? Um, these are like some daily tasks for them. They still need to be cautious when they go out, not just during holiday, when they, they when they are doing their grocery shopping, they may bump into their friends or, or, or different different people. So I think it's more important is the the, the 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 personal awareness of what's happening right now. Okay, try if not necessary, don't go out. If you need to go out, wear your mask, uh, bring along your hand sanitizer, uh, keep high center of personal hygiene. These are the things that um, every single one needs to do. Helpers needs to do, all right? Um, Hong Kong people needs to do. And the, the, the reason why um, the, the, the holiday or the social distancing arrangement is, is, impact, is, is a high impact to them is because of their um, uh, 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 tradition, okay? Because they, they really love to gather with a group of friends um, uh, during the holiday because this is only once a week. Okay. But yeah, so, 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 so that's, why, that's why this is something that um, more important than um, uh, 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 following the law is the 
self-awareness. All right, a couple of a couple of emails. All right, this is one from John B. Um, um, uh, I'll take out the rude bits, uh, <laughs> but John B. says, "Helpers are not stupid. Stop belittling them. A cocktail of ignorance and dishonesty, claiming they don't have personal hygiene, claiming they are stupid, all an excuse to keep them to work longer. These employers' associations are a disgrace to society." That's uh, John B. Do you want to respond to that, Mr. Lee? Uh, well, well, I, I, I don't, I, I cannot, I, I don't look, I cannot, truly, I, honestly, I cannot agree with that, because uh, we are not saying anything about about helpers, and also all of these measures are not uh, focusing on helpers, but just so happened uh, during this weekend, we could see that uh, they are still gathering and honor cities against the law. So I, I think like what's happening this weekend and, and maybe the people see that is a, a bit controversial is uh, more news channels talking about the helpers they are gathering. And and I, I, I do think last weekend, okay, last weekend is the first weekend, okay, um, so that the, the helpers, they need time to 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 understand or to adopt the new law, um, the, 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 the situation will, be, will get much better in the, in the coming weekend. Uh, they just don't know, okay? There are so many helpers out there, right? And on the news or on the newspaper, we just see a small group of people, okay? Maybe maybe we could see someone in, Hong, in, in Hong Kong, all right? Um, but you could see that they are a lot less helpers out there already okay so okay yeah. I, I, i'd say uh, mr lee is, is, is staying after nine o'clock so if you do, do give us a call if you want if you want to talk directly to him two three three eight eight two six six uh veronica in an email says please ask mr lee where the helpers should stay when they are there in their employer's home i, th- I presume he, uh veronica means especially uh on on rest days um uh very often there just isn't space for them is there yeah i okay. mean yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah, you go ahead, you go ahead, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, go I was ahead. just going to say that we know that many helpers live in actually whatever the rules say of their contract and so on about separate self-contained accommodation and so on, many are actually living in really unbelievably cramped situations, you know, in the kitchen, sharing rooms with the employer's children, etc., etc. Well, um... As I said, as I said, it's a short term. It's only a short term measure. I understand that it's really, really convenient. But we are we are part of the community. We have to fight to battle together. And think about that. I I truly understand that helpers they may not have a very uh, 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 decent place to stay at home. Maybe all right. At the same time, the employers they need to suffer as well. Okay, we we are together. So. If you ask those people, they are having helpers. They, some of the help, some of the employers, they really, they really, really would like to have some private space, for example, okay, um, during during weekend, during the holiday, so that um, both parties, the helpers, can uh, enjoy the time out there, and uh, em- employers can can uh, enjoy the time at home, okay. So some kind of some kind of um, separation they will need. There's some sort of privacy they will need every week. But right now, some of the employers, they don't have privacy as well because they, 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 they really want the helpers to stay at home um, to avoid getting themselves sick. Okay. So that's why I think, I think it's two sides. Um, as long as it is not a long-term measure, long-term arrangement, or this law is just a short-term law, okay, I, I do think um, just a couple of weeks is is acceptable. I I told you I I I feel I feel I feel annoyed staying that long at home as, as well. Okay. Right? I feel annoyed. Uh, okay. So, so I could definitely feel 
uh, how how they have the thing. So, All right. Well, let's just say, Mr. Lee, yeah. Lee uh, from the uh, uh, support group for Hong Kong employers with foreign domestic helpers. But we'll stay on uh, after the news at nine. We're just going to break for a little while for the uh, news now. Emmanuel Villanueva from the Asian Migrants Coordinating Body also joining us. And later, we're also going to be uh, answering that question or hearing your views on the question of uh, uh, if we are doing well in Hong Kong, who's uh, who to thank? Uh, is that uh, down to the uh, community or is it down to the uh, government? S in an email says it's very obvious who the people are to thank. Everyone except the government who is acting stubborn and not taking pragmatic steps until the medical workers took drastic action to drive the message across. The government was trying to push this problem onto the medical workers without any due regard, like it pushed the political problem to the Hong Kong police. Agree or disagree? We want to hear from you. The weather before the news now, it's going to be mainly cloudy, a couple of rain patches this morning and at night, and it will be slightly cooler. That looked cloudy and windy in the next couple of days. 19 degrees at the moment and the relative humidity now at 90%. Poorer countries. You're listening to the news on RTHK. This is Fact Chat on a Wednesday morning with Rachel Cartland and me, Hugh Chiverton. We're talking about uh, domestic helpers, the situation of domestic helpers in Hong Kong, uh, nearly 400,000 of them. Uh, some controversy over um, uh, what's happening on rest days uh, in particular, as well as the supply of uh, new uh, domestic helpers and their living conditions and how they're coping in, in the present circumstances. Uh, we're joined by Benny Lee, Chief Operating Officer of the Support Group for Hong Kong Employers with Foreign Domestic Helpers, and also now by Iman Villanueva, spokesperson for the Asian Migrants Coordinating Body. Later in the programme, we're also going to be uh, turning to the topic of uh, who to thank if we are doing okay in, in Hong Kong. It seems that we are doing relatively well by, by uh, many measures. Uh, is that down to the uh, community? Is it down to the government and to the government policy, or is it some combination? Uh, or neither? Uh, your uh, answers, uh, please, uh, by email, back chat at rthk.hk by phone on 233-88266 or on our Facebook page. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. Okay, quite a few uh, emails on, on, on different topics. Um, this is first from uh, Lou, who, uh, who uh, as ever, his main concern is, is uh, this programme. Uh, Lou <laughs> says, now that 45 persons in the US have contracted the coronavirus through the air at a church choir rehearsal by a super spreader, as reported yesterday, raising concerns that the coronavirus could be airborne, U.S. President Donald Trump finally said, maybe reluctantly, that he could, quote, see recommending all Americans wear masks, unquote. Since Asian people's health-conscious and considerate act of mass mask-wearing has been seen by some Western people or the Western media as ignorant and has even led to acts of barbaric violence in the street against mask-wearing Asian people in Western countries, let's see how the U.S. will will cope should Trump enforce mask wearing. I fear for the safety of Asian people in the US and these countries. We can count on your show's lack of concern for the plight of Asian people who endure racism overseas or for the plight of mainland people in Hong Kong who face discrimination during this outbreak here, given your history of repeatedly giving countless airtime to notably and hopelessly racist guests to lecture listeners and the Hong Kong public on how racism should be tolerated as, quote, human nature, masquerading racism as natural and thus excusable that comes uh, from lou and an email from martin um it, martin is there a, is there a connection between you and lou i'm just asking nothing no crime in it but i'm just uh, curious uh martin says uh, in reply to Marcus's comments about me, a new correspondent, Marcus, commenting that I'm writing under a fake name and that my real identity is Hu Ji Shin, the editor of the Global Times. I take that as a compliment as he's pretty smart, knowledgeable and gutsy. He took part in the student protests at Tiananmen Square and is not afraid to speak out against injustices domestically and abroad. I will continue to voice my thoughts, though, under my real first name, but won't disclose any further details to avoid becoming a target of doxing or physical attacks by the local black shirt fascists. Now, allow me to speculate why Marcus, his real name, question mark, tries to associate me with Hu Jishin in an obvious attempt to uh, discredit me and my comments. Is it because Marcus wants to suppress my and other people's voices and opinion because Marcus is a paid troll by the US State Department or Jimmy Lai's Apple Daily stroke next media, question mark. That's uh, from uh, Martin. And uh, a couple of uh, uh, comments um, with a similar uh, theme to each other. John in Sai Kung says, Hi, I read a, a report about the karaoke cluster on RTHK. Singing is very... 
is little different to coughing. Dr John Campbell pointed this out months ago. Remember Korea singing at church services, another case also in the US. 75% of a choir are ill with three hospitalised and two already dead. I know sweet FA about medicine, but I do know about air and airflow and far more than those Muppets. That comes from John in Saikong. And Mr Pink says, I was left almost speechlessly when I read about the karaoke cluster of COVID cases. How on earth did the government not include karaoke lounges on its list of entertainment venues, such as cinemas and gyms, which had to shut? What a blunder. I also see that foot massage parlours are still operating. Why haven't they been closed? That comes uh, from uh, Mr Pink. Uh, um, on, on gatherings... Uh, Philip says, Dear Backchat, we still have the beaches to gather and maintain distance. Very few people wearing masks on the beach, fresh air and salt water, which gives, which reminds me the best way to clean vegetables and even fruit is to soak them in salt water, which removes dirt, pesticides from them. Uh, any restrictions with burn a mountain day? Brackets, Ching Ming. That comes uh, from uh, Philip. Uh... uh Mike says, uh, and we'll come back to this topic, Mike says, should the Hong Kong government be applauded? In a word, no. A day late and a dollar short. Nurses and hospital staff had to go on strike before their action forced Carrie Lam to stop the traffic from the mainland. Remember, everyone from China would get free medical care, no questions asked at the beginning of this outbreak. How stupid was that? Uh, five question marks, five exclamation marks. Uh, what we learned about SARS, don't medicate COVID-19 with steroids. It will increase the death rate as it did when HA steroid protocol was given during the SARS outbreak. We've learned from our mistakes. Now bite the bullet for the next two weeks. Shut down non-essential. If government shuts down alcohol consumption, you'll have 150,000 alcoholics in withdrawal occupying ER departments with the shakes. It's why New York didn't close liquor stores. I'm a non-drinker, but many of my friends aren't. The government needs to fire all of their think tank people people they've shown themselves to be inadequate for the past decade that's uh, mike not mincing his words as ever and tom on facebook says after months of blaming chinese cultural practices with bat soup photos from places that are distinctly not china now a popular meme is circulating online hashtag china lied people died and on social media if memes rhyme it, it's true news i'm not sure why no one has ever thought to blame the bats instead of the people is the spca running a bat pr defense campaign it appears that many people don't realize that bats actually fly and are dropping their natural organic probiotics over farmlands and water supplies daily and environmental contact really can't be avoided there was a bat disease outbreak in alberta canada 2011 and many many cases of rat virus um, leptospiriosis in hong kong over the years let's get permission from the spca to blame it all on the bats uh, those thoughts from Tom Bankchat.rthk.hk is our, is our email uh, address. Uh, Mr. Villanueva, good morning to you. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks so much indeed for joining us. Um, so, uh, as we've been hearing, uh, Sunday was the first uh, day with the new arrangements on, on gathering. I mean, the first uh, uh, helpers uh, day off or day off for most of the helpers. Um, how do you think it went? Uh, and and do you think it's going to get uh, better or worse? Well, um, I say uh, I was there last Sunday in Trader Road, and uh, I say barely ten percent of the people who usually gather uh, were present. And uh, I think uh, the Filipino community generally is, uh, you know, uh, they're following uh, the um, you know the, the protocols on how to uh, protect. Uh, everyone, uh, you know, like uh, not getting infected, but at the same time not uh, helping to spread the virus. Uh, even before, even before this uh, new policy uh, restricting the number of people in, in public gatherings. So, uh, but of course, it it it, it is also uh, you know uh, creating more difficulties for many migrant domestic workers. Like even before this, we we had a survey and we already found out that about around. Uh, 40% were already denied their uh, usual rest day for a month. You know? So you, you can just imagine that's a whole month of no, uh, not having any rest day. So for, for most migrant workers, especially those who don't have their own rooms, uh, they're not getting any rest. And uh, they're also well, sorry, getting... Why, why uh, were they work, not, yeah. why, sorry, why were they not having a rest You said 40% and were not having a rest day. Why weren't they having a rest day? Well, uh, because uh, du uh, during the uh, you know the uh, when when the uh, COVID nineteen uh, 
intensified in Hong Kong. Uh, many of the workers were not given the rest day, especially after the uh, advisory of the Labor Department. So we, we did a survey, and they, 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 they uh, around 40% uh, answered that they, they did not uh, get uh, their weekly rest day for about a month. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it is uh, actually resulting to many uh, labor rights violations as well. I think what he's asking is what, what happened to the rest day? Were they at home but made to work, or, or what, what actually happened to those 40%? Well, out of the 40%, out of the 40% uh, uh, 25% of them, one-fourth of the, the respondents who said they were uh, denied their rest day, uh, they were told to work. They were mm. asked to work, mm. uh, about 25% of those. Uh, the rest, uh, they're uh, fairly lucky because uh, either they have their own rooms or their uh, employers uh, did not bother to uh, ask them to do any work. Mm. So, th- so that's 25% of, of, of 40%. So that's 10% yes, yes, right. of your respondents weren't, weren't allowed a day off in any f- shape or form. Uh, Mr. Lee, does that concern you? Um, I, I think this is the law, okay? If someone is violating the law, we have to report that. So, um, because I, I'm not sure how you take the survey, so 40% is, 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 is really quite high, honestly. Um, so, if it is really violating the law, you, you should have reported that um, rather than um, stay with the employer who is violating the law. So, so that, that's... That's my comment. Okay, so 40%, and what number one is, 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 a, is a big number, and I, I don't know what's truly happening. Is it uh, an arrangement between the employers and the helpers? I don't know. But if there's something violating the law, the, the helpers should report it to the, the right department, immigration department, labor department, or even the police. But isn't that sli- clearly isn't, violating the law? Isn't that isn't that slightly wishful thinking? I think we all yeah. know. <laughs> it's easier easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. and for so many helpers, they're so dependent on and their families. They're so dependent on their salaries that I think we all know, or anyone who's chatted to people, that they will shrug their shoulders about much worse violations than that and put up with them. Well, so. Number one thing is, if you say that there's some uh, this kind of um, arrangement or not truly a rest day every week for the helpers, I I, I, I know it's happening out there. But if you say 40%, wow, it's it's really high, right? So if it is really 40%, we have to report it. If it is just like some uh, uh, minority cases, maybe, maybe... uh, eight, ten percent. I, I think it's it's fair. I, I know that it's happening out there. There must be some some employers. They are not fully following the law. I know that. All right. That's that's that, that's understandable. However, if the number is that big, it is it, it's, it's really an issue, right? And as us, okay, as a organization for uh, uh, employers, so we always emphasize that you have to follow the law. We tell all the employers that this is your responsibility when you hire an employee to work for you, all right? Not just because the person is working in your home. You are, you are an employer, just like running a company. So you have to do all sorts of different different uh, measures or, or you have to uh, obey the law, all right? You have to follow the labor law. If you are not following the law, you, you are... Uh, this is a, com- com- a criminal offense. So this is something that, as an organization for employers, we always emphasize and advise the employers, please do not fall into the, 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 the risk that you are uh, violating the law. Okay, come on, couple more comments. Jay uh, in an email says, uh, we keep hearing about the cramped situation in houses and Filipino domestic helpers. A lot of this is the immigration not doing their job. They should never be in that house in the beginning anyway, uh, because the employers are probably in breach of contract. 
And Colin says, stop bashing the maids. The rules apply to everyone. Sure, advise the maids. Are we stopping people from going to work? Aren't the maids at risk? That comes from Colin. Mr. Villanueva, what, I mean, what, what do you think are the main concerns of, of uh, foreign domestic helpers in, in, in the current situation? Uh, and, and especially, you know, if, if uh, what, what's the situation, for example, with a... Uh, if there's a voluntary, um, you know, home quarantine, uh, are, are the domestic helpers pretty exposed in those kind of situations? Well, uh, we consider ourselves as uh, frontline workers in, in, in this in the current situation. Like uh, in the uh, in the uh, most of the cases of domestic workers who who were confirmed to have uh, been infected with the COVID nineteen, they they mostly got it from. From the place where they work, so uh, you know, frontline workers. We, if the if the family, if if any member of the family uh, where we are working got infected, the domestic workers would most probably get infected as well. So that that's that's the danger that we're we're in right now. Uh, secondly, uh, there's also more work. I mean, uh, during this uh, the, the the period where, where we're facing uh, COVID-19 in Hong Kong, uh, in our survey, uh, it was reported that um, you know many are doing more cleaning in the house. Uh, they are doing also more marketing. You know, uh, doing more errands. Uh, They're uh, more uh, uh, baby mind. You know, uh, children minding at home. Uh, because uh, most of the kids are also staying at home. Uh, so there's really more work. And in fact, uh, about 15% responded that they, they're getting less uh, sleep or less rest compared to the previous month uh, before the survey. So I, I think the, uh, the uh, COVID-19 exacerbated the already uh, 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 difficult uh, situation of uh, most migrant workers who are already working, uh, you know, uh, uh, more than 12 to 16 hours a day, and uh, whose uh, ma many are also being asked to work uh, before and after taking their rest day. So the situation now is even worse. Mm. And how about this issue of um, going back to the Philippines? That's all become very difficult now, hasn't it? Uh, yes, yes, that is very true, Rachel. In fact, uh, a lot of uh, migrant domestic workers uh, from the Philippines decided to forego their uh, scheduled rest day. Uh, one is because uh, there's uh, not much flight available. Second is that uh, they will be required to do a 14-day uh, a uh, home quarantine once they uh, go back to the Philippines. And many of them are actually just uh, planning to have, you know, a week or a 10-day home leave. So it's, uh, the, the quarantine is even longer, so they won't be uh, allowed to, to, to come back to Hong Kong. So that would affect also their their chance of, uh, you know, uh, coming back. So it might also, uh, you know, they might also put their jobs at risk. So uh, many have decided to forgo uh, their, their, their rest day. Uh, but at the same time, I think uh, one, one thing that's happening right now is that uh, many of the, uh, the uh, uh, migrant domestic workers are also uh, losing their jobs. Uh, I mean, this is like a domino effect. Uh, you know, uh, in, the, the people in Hong Kong, workers in Hong Kong, many of them are uh, either unemployed or they are in a, a no work, no pay situation. And if they are employing uh, domestic workers, you know, their, their capacity and their ability to, to, to hire domestic workers also affected. Uh, the Philippine consulate has already reported that about uh, 70 or, or so uh, domestic workers already reported to them that they lost their job. About 32 were able to find jobs, new jobs, but the rest, they were forced to go home. So that's uh, more than half of those who lost their job. Actually, uh, uh, you know, they were not able to find new ones. And I think that's, uh, you know, the situation now. It's not only... Uh, so I think that, that uh, as a context, that's the reason why uh, not too many migrant workers would, you know, decide to complain, even if they are asked to work more, even if they, they, they were denied their rest day, because losing their job at this point in time is just totally unbearable. And so I think uh, that's, that's, that's where we are right now. And I hope that the government would, would address this situation and would treat migrant domestic workers as frontline workers and would be given enough uh, protection and support. I mean, of course, we've, we've seen that the, the, the Hong Kong government even excluded the migrant workers from getting financial aid. Why okay. are we not, uh, just because we're not uh, ordinarily residing in Hong Kong in their eyes, are we not ordina ordinarily affected by the virus? Will the virus even check our visa? <laughs> I mean, 
say they're not. I mean, everybody's affected. No one should be left out in the government's approach to protect uh, the people of Hong Kong. All right, one, one, one uh, specific just question from Veronica, who says, in a helper's contract, it's stated that the helper must have a room of their own. Please ask Mr. Lee how many employers have been charged for breaking this rule. I... Veronica, I don't think it's stated that they have to have a room of their own. Is that no. one another? Well, yeah, unfortunately it's not. A suitable accommodation uh, unfortunately, or something. it's only said that uh, they should, one should be given a uh, you know a, a reasonable uh, uh, you know uh, accommodation. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you very much indeed. Uh, one more uh, email on the topic from uh, Andrew F who says it was refreshing to see Apple Daily shift their focus of a few months ago of live streaming hours of mainland tourists shopping at Fan Ling and the subsequent physical attacks on them to setting up stall for all of Sunday afternoon on an overpass that was frequented by domestic helpers. Disappointingly, no doubt for Apple Daily, the helpers were almost all in small groups of four or less and were all wearing masks, but they did manage to spot a loose group of what appeared to be five that they zoomed in on. There were no challenges or assaults on the helpers as of yet anyway, but I'm sure if they stick at it long enough, we will get there. It's profoundly depressing to see Hong Kong go this route, but this is the reality of what the ideology of political parties like Hong Kong First looks like in practice. So we better get used to it, I guess, given their populist appeal. That's from uh, Andrew F. Thank you for that. Thank you to our guests this morning, to uh, Benny Lee. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Mr Lee, uh, Chief Operating Officer of the Support Group uh, for Hong Kong Employers with Foreign Domestic Helpers, and Imen Villanueva, Spokesperson for the Asian Migrants Corps coordinating body. Thank you all very much indeed. Uh, top of the programme, we were asking um, who to thank for Hong Kong's uh, relative success uh, and uh, we're going to be uh, taking up that uh, theme uh, in just a moment uh, with uh, Joseph Cheng, former Professor of Politics at uh, City University. Some uh, answers from uh, listeners. Um, uh, Alison says, uh, in response to your question about who should get the credit for Hong Kong's relative success in dealing with COVID-19, my personal view is that both the government and the public deserve praise. Of course, both could have done more to tackle the virus and both can still do more to stem the recent spike in cases. But as suggested by the poll you referenced, the broader public is unlikely to give much credit to Lam's administration because the default setting of most Hong Kongers has become so anti-establishment over the past 12 months. Indeed, even if Carrie Lam tomorrow discovered a successful vaccine against COVID, some locals would probably still find her cause to slag her off. She and her administration are, perhaps unfairly, in a no-win situation, regardless of what they do. And when the COVID crisis recedes over the next few months, she will inevitably face a resurgence of street protests as we approach the LegCo elections, assuming they go ahead as planned. That comes uh, from uh, Alison. And John B uh, says, uh, in answer to why some venues are not closed, the reason why karaoke venues, mahjong parlours and massage places are not closed is very simple. Many of them tend to be frequented or owned by the pro-Beijing camp. The government doesn't want to risk losing the little support they've still got. Also, some of the venues have been involved in illegal activities in the past, just saying. I won't dare saying there is a collusion with the government. That's from uh, John B. Uh, and uh, on uh, Facebook, um, Mongski uh, puts it like this. Who are you going to thank? Of course, thank everybody in the government for their pragmatic approach in dealing with the current crisis. Carrie, as ever, your leadership is immaculate. Matthew Chung, as always, and Knight in shining armour. Yeah, April the 1st. Happy April Fool's Day. That's from uh, Monsky. Thank you very much in, indeed for, for that. Uh, Jesse Chang, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, so this, this, this survey is uh, published on the front page of the South China Morning Post, uh, uh, suggesting that uh, most people, it seems, uh, uh, would say that our relative success is down more to the community than to uh, the government. Um, I guess no surprise in that, <laughs> in that response. <laughs> I guess so, because certainly... Uh in, in general, the public is not too happy with the performance of the Carrie Lam administration overall. Uh, and, but, but there is no doubt that Hong Kong people should congratulate themselves for their luck as well as for their collective efforts. And of course, above all else, we must thank the medical personnel who have been making tremendous sacrifices, working long hours, uh, assuming tremendous risks in the service of the community. And I, I think there is definitely a strong consensus on this. Yeah, you, yeah it's interesting that you say that. that 
I assume that's the case. But, you know, in places like the UK and, um, in fact, all through Europe, there have been these sort of popular movements to come out and clap uh, to applaud the medical workers. And it really surprises me a little bit that there's been nothing like that here. Do you? I, I know there are efforts. I've heard of efforts have you? to do it. Yeah. But, but it's been really... It hasn't come to fruition. It, no, and it's really been community-wide in other places. Well, Hong Kong people may be a little bit conservative, but the sentiments are strong, and the sentiments are, are obvious. Uh, everybody is grateful, uh, and, and there's no doubt about it. Uh, and I think we are all very concerned as well whether they are well-equipped, whether they are getting the supplies they, they need. And, and uh, again, there is uh, general agreement that top priority must go to them in, the, uh, in terms of supplies of equipment. Yeah, I guess that's right. But, you, you know, again, I've heard an awful lot of quibbling um, about the arrangements, say, at the airport when all those returnees came back. Um, I, I heard quite a lot of complaints, you know, that the pro processing was slow, that there wasn't enough information given. Um, it just doesn't quite sit with this idea that everybody applauds the medical personnel, because after all, there were a lot of medical people involved in that. This is also worldwide as well, in the sense that... Uh, Unfortunately, the medical personnel, uh, they have to bear the brunt of the uh, dissatisfaction and frustration of the patients and especially the family members of the patients. Uh, I think, again, it's all over the world that the medical person, personnel have come, un, have come under very considerable pressure uh, from normally from uh, family members of the patients for not getting these services promptly for what they consider to be dissatisfactory service and so on. And again, naturally, for people who have to wait at the airport for several hours, sometimes for more than 10 hours, they are unhappy and it is understandable and almost unavoidable that they, these people would uh, direct their their dissatisfaction, their frustration at the medical personnel, which is unfortunate and, and unfair. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, but I guess I keep coming back to this idea that SARS prepared as well. I mean, people are prepared, aren't they, that if they're sick, they're going to be isolated and so on. Whereas I remember during SARS, that was actually a big shock and again, a, a cause of dissatisfaction for people. Yes. Uh, on the whole, I think Hong Kong people have benefited from the SARS experiences, and that this explains the caution, the general caution on the bulk of the population. And I think in general, uh, this applies to East Asia as well, applies to, a to China, Japan, and, and South Korea. Uh, we experienced the SARS epidemic. We knew what damages could, could have been done. We knew uh, that it, it is absolutely essential that we accept the quarantine, that we maintain social distancing, this social distancing and, we, and we have to be careful and this in some ways contrasts with the uh, previous attitudes on the part of the people in Europe and the United States. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you think, though, that um, Carrie can't win, that um, people are reacting to her based on you know, how they felt about her at the beginning and there's nothing she could do either way that would make any difference? I don't think so. I think it, it helps. Uh, if she talks to people, uh, I, I all the time suggest that, that she should meet, that she should talk to the uh, district councillors, that the government should cooperate with She's, the district councillors. They, won't, let her, they, won't, they won't talk to her, though, will they, to be honest, so district councillors? You can imagine her turning up at a district councillors' meeting? <laughs> I guess, as the chief executive should make the first move and if her move her friendly gesture is rejected then the blame uh, will not fall on her will not will fall on the district councillors i mean again on the uh, issues of uh, maintaining social distancing 
distancing in restaurants and so on. Apparently, uh, the initial consultation had not been adequate. So I, I certainly believe that consultation, dialogue will always help. We, we cannot expect immediate changes. We cannot expect uh, uh, an immediate turnaround in attitudes. But certainly, uh, Hong Kong people are pragmatic. They are intelligent and they can see the, uh, the changes. They can detect the changes and they expect changes to be made. Okay. Uh, just a couple more comments then from listeners. Day, uh, Jay says, still got medical staff. Medical staff should be congratulated for forcing the government to close the borders because we can't rely on the uh, government. Uh, uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Joseph Cheng, for uh, joining us this morning, former professor of politics at uh, City University. Bowen says, on bats, uh, I'm not so sure bats are directly to blame, as one of your listeners suggested. Back in 2003, it was the bats infecting civet cats, which then infected humans. This time, the intermediary could have been pangolins. The point is that many viruses cannot directly infect humans. They need intermediaries which are in close contact with humans. And wet markets like those in Wuhan provided the perfect environment because there are lots of animals, both wild and captive bred of different species so not only can the viruses be transmitted between the animals thus giving them the chances to mutate but they also get an unlimited number of chances at, uh, of having a go at the human workers and customers who throng these markets until they finally succeed in crossing the animal human barrier as an editorial in the telegraph said the other day this is complete madness the next contagion that emerges may be far worse than covid19 and endanger humanity itself Thank you for that thought, Bone, and uh, thank you very much in, in, indeed, Rachel. Uh, that's it for the programme today. Back at 8.30 tomorrow.